I think we have everything that started. Are you ready? I'm getting ready. Okay. You ready? <laughs> so, what do we want to talk about? First, I think we need to tell people what exactly it is that we're doing. Okay. Because I feel like there's so many different people that are doing podcasts now. Yeah, and it's all the same exact thing. It's content. all the same exact thing. And I think that I the most important thing, I think, is that we're not just business people. We're not just realtors that we're also moms. We've also been around the block a couple times in not a bad way. Lots of blocks. Yeah, but not, not in a, the bad way that people are probably thinking. But oh, we've been... Oh, oh. No, no <laughs> blocks. Healthy blocks. We've only got one block. Yeah. Um, and that we want to kind of just show who we are instead of the other stuff. So I'm going to ask you questions too. Let's go. Are you ready? I got questions for you too. Okay. So why did you actually get into real estate? I think it's the most important Ooh. question that everybody asks. Oh, that's the hardest one to answer first. I know, especially because everybody, when you get in real estate, everybody's like, don't do it. There's so many different real estate agents. I hear that constantly. Don't. And they're yeah. like, you're not going to be successful because there's so many. And I know my response to it, but I want to hear your response. Yeah. The main thing, I think the best thing that helped me out was I never told anybody I was doing it at all. Mm-hmm. So I never had any negative feedback or like fear of, I was actually probably walking into it with like such a goal that I got laughed at a lot <laughs> a lot no. and I'm like no kidding right me so I walked in with a goal of selling 25 to 30 homes in my first year and I literally did get laughed at. I was like is that not normal that's I didn't big, even google what was normal. that's a big goal yeah it apparently was I did I just, do it I wanted to sell one what so my goal <laughs> you <went> on a vacation <laughs> so my goal was it I was like man if I could make like five thousand dollars I was like that won't be so bad that, you know, once <laughs> once I kind of got, you know, my shot shot down a few times, I got to that mindset where, yeah. but that wasn't very helpful for exactly. me, but I did feel like, well, you know, here and there, if I sell something, I guess that's good. I thought 25 was good, but no, I got into real estate because I had bad realtors before mm-hmm. me and I just didn't understand really what they were doing for me at all, Yep, which landed me in a situation where... I wouldn't have been in had I had some real representation. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it was. And then I worked with another realtor trying to find a home. And he specifically said to me, I can't sell a home to you. You won't pick anything. You drop out of everything. (laughs) Yeah. I would drop every contract. Actually, four. I Um, had an agent that said that to me, too. And then he said, why don't you just get a license? I said, tell me how. And I just bought my classes and did it. And so the bliss was it for me. I think it's funny to hear everybody's stories on it. I know most people think that they're going to get rich fast. (laughs) I did. I was in an abusive relationship. um, And so that was my thing. I was either going to stay in the corporate world and keep working my ass off to work not even 8 to 5. It was really like 5 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Or I was going to do something that I always wanted to do. And it was also kind of my big F.U. moment to my ex-husband, that told me I shouldn't get into real estate because it would take up too much time. It's like the most empowering (laughs) thing is somebody saying, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's even better when you get a listing down the street from them and they see your sign years later. But that was the big one for me where I was like, you know what? You told me I couldn't do something and I'm the worst person. A lot. My husband calls me sour patch kid, but don't tell me I can't do something. If you tell me that I can't do something, then I want to do it that much more. Like, don't touch the light. It's going to burn you. Well, how bad is it going to burn you? That was me as a kid. <laughs> I touched the stove and, and I was actually like 14. Always. Just because I had to know. Yeah. And it just didn't want anybody to tell you that second you could do something. And I just and know. I, I was one of those people, though, that was like, you know what? I'm going to make a crap ton of money. But more than that, I wanted to be my own boss. I didn't want anybody bossing me around yeah. and telling me what to do. Which my grandpa, when I was younger, did look at me and say, you better get a job when you get old enough or you're your own boss. Because if you don't, you're going to do really bad. And boy, was he right. That's hilarious. My grandpa was probably the most successful person in my life. And he actually said, I don't know what you're going to be, but I know you need to get into lawyer. Like something where you can argue argue because (laughs) you're going to win every time. And I actually thought that was just a compliment as a kid. I was like, oh, he thinks I'm smart. I can be a lawyer. Oh, no. No, he meant. Uh -uh. you don't work well with others. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he meant, which which I do. But I like to 
controlling the environment, you know. I like controlling things, too. Yeah. I think that's a woman thing. <laughs> it's also a power move, too, you know. And it being really told, is. no, you can't do things your yep. whole life. Or having someone put you, you know, your dreams down or laugh at them, even though... Oh, yeah. To, to you, you don't yeah. know any better, but... I think it's funny. As being a girl, too, you have so many people that... I know that I had a boss. We won't mention names here. But I had a boss that when I had left Lifetime, I went somewhere else... And the corporate manager sat in a room with me, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do everything. He goes, hey, yeah. he goes I'll do it all. He goes, you can't be good at everything. And I was like, yeah, I can. And he goes, well, if you, we hire you to do this position, and we know you want to get into real estate, what's going to happen? I was like, well, depending who's going to make me more money. I mean, where, And where am I happier at? But he told me, he said, you can only be really good at one thing. You can't be good at more than one. So after my first year of real estate, um, I had left the corporate world. I rebuilt a sports center after it flooded in Harvey. Oh, wow. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going into real estate. I'm doing it full time. I left at the wrong time. And we'll talk about that later. But I left at the wrong time, didn't save up money. And so for me, I got to the moment where I almost couldn't pay my rent. And when I say almost, I really couldn't pay my rent. I didn't pay my car note for probably two or three months. And I was like, I'm either going to put and my head a down mom as a mom. And how, how old was your, your son? Mason was little. That was like, I mean, he was like 11, 12. Oh, that's pressure. And so at that point, I was like, we're either going to be living in a car or I really got to kind of put my head down and hustle. And I've never had anybody to back up on because you're like me. Where yep. You left when you were younger. And so you, you get to the point where you're either you're going to make it or you don't make it because I don't have anybody that's going to give me money. My credit sucked because of divorces and Harvey. So I was like, you either had to do it or not. And then all of a sudden, I put my head down and I hustled and it freaking worked. And then I've never looked back. I mean, I remember those times. But now I look back and I'm like, I can't believe that I was at that point. But that That guy that told me I couldn't do it, I sent him a postcard after my second year. And all the houses I sold and all I wrote was, I can be good at more than one thing. And I am oh, good at more than one that thing. That is the and best that story. That was think. awesome. So after that, I was like, that's, you know, I think that the people that doubt you and all the haters, I always say, they just make us more money. Keep talking about yes. me. Because the more you talk about yep. me, the more money you put in my pocket. That's exactly, I think, the second question that I always get, which is common. I hear everyone ask everyone, where do you get your leads from? Where do you get your leads from? Well, I get my leads from everyone who's yeah, boosting my algorithm all the time. Exactly. Just watching me, I guess. Like watching my story. Something like that. But, you know, just naturally, just being genuine, being a good person. Oh, just, yeah. Well, it's all about your sphere of influence and the things that people have to be able to relate to you. So I always tell newer agents, it's like a movie. You have to make people want to watch your movie. Don't go out and be a shit show to have them watch your movie, but be more inspiring and tell people what has really happened. What's happened to you to get you to the point that you're at today? Because that's really what's helping other people. There could be a mom like you and a mom like me that's sitting somewhere and they could be maybe in an abusive relationship or whatever the situation. And they look at it and they think that they're stuck. And then they look at it and realize, you know what? I'm not stuck. And just making a leap, which is scary. Making a scary leap can actually change your life for the better. I think that um, that's where my favorite quote is. If you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Yes. So if you can't, you know, buckle, buck yourself down and just say, hey, like I'm, I'm in the trenches. Yep. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, then you should just get comfortable with that. Get yep. comfortable with being uncomfortable and with that will come mass growth. I, yeah. mean, I think that's what faith really is. But it's true. Yeah. Overall, that's. That's like the biggest thing is you have to be okay with being mm-hmm. afraid and jumping. And, you know, you can't climb to the top of the mountain and just sit. No, and there was actually something I posted on um, social media. It was probably over a year ago, but it was a mountain. And it was an illustration of a guy climbing up a mountain. And that when he was at the top, everybody's asking, you know, how, like, this is so awesome. How'd you get there? Blah, blah, blah. But nobody sees everything underneath that yep. mountain to really grow. And that's the hardest part is... Yes, it's fun to be on the top where you look back and you're like, you know, it's not that hard to get leads anymore and it's it, business comes easier. But, I mean, I almost had to sleep in a car. <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, hit, you hit the rock. I mean, yeah, we were I a homeless almost, family almost, living with family and friends too exactly. over a house situation, you know. And that's the scary thing. It's like people don't really realize how, 
how hard it is. They just see the glam and the glitz of real estate, and they the don't. Best part, the yeah, highlight reel, the, yeah. the pictures, the selling sunset, that all of the sunsets. <laughs> yeah, definitely because you know that internet really though. But that's what makes you. You know, that's a good marketing tactic. I mean, we well, that's we, the movie, right? We want that's, people to see your movie exactly. So it dresses up nice, it looks nice, but I mean, the reality of it is, how many days a week are you wearing high heels with your full makeup? Never, and that's the thing too. It's funny to me when people see like stuff. Once a month. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've had days. I've had conversations with you, and I mean, some closing days I still look like a hot mess. But there's those. I've had conversations with you and a couple of our other agents where we talked about how the outside world has perceived you or yeah. me or us together and the whole group. And it's funny to me that again, you call them fans, but my thing is I've always encouraged people to do stuff. I've always tried to build people up and it's the people that constantly try to tear people down are the ones that you look at them and you're like, it, it blows my mind because you didn't get where you're at because you're pretty and you have big boobs. You got to where you're at because of the relationships <laughs> that you built and your story and how much you really want to help people. Um, and it's not, you know, this just big group of pretty girls that are out selling real estate. Like, we have some freaking rock star agents. I mean, all of us are, but there's some girls in our brokers that are, I mean, they're some powerful girls. Extremely powerful. And the best thing about it is we are not all together every day. No. We don't have to do that. I mean, but you see them all out there doing it the same way, getting yep. the same things, getting the same kind of comments back at them. And I think it's just people who kind of sit in the, like to sit in the trenches or let's say yeah. get to that mountain place of comfort and you're just cool with staying there yeah and then your best ammo is to sit around and look at other people I don't, I don't have time for that so no. I don't think any of us have time for that if, no I mean, we want to be powerful as a group yeah but we have to do that by being powerful and believing in ourselves and really being able to just take all that negativity and just mm-hmm. use it for you know fuel like I mean yeah I mean if you're saying that we're pretty and that's the only reason we've got ahead I'm like well at least you think I'm pretty yeah I mean I'll take that <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. I mean, at least you're paying attention. That's one of the things I think in social media that it's hard for a lot of people because a lot of us are extroverts. And I feel like I'm like an extrovert introvert where I like people, but at the end of the day, I'm like, leave me alone. I want to be in bed by eight o'clock. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm done. Yeah. You are an old lady. I am very old. I stay up way too late. I've been staying up the last couple days. I was proud. Yeah. I think I got a text at 937. That is amazing. I was like, you're a brand new girl. Yeah. I'm like. And I've been going to bed early. Like, what what is is wrong? Benjamin Button? I'm like, I'm getting younger. Benjamin. (laughs) Benjamin Button. Benjamin. (laughs) It's the same. What is Benjamin? You knew what I meant. Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. You know why that's funny to me? Benjamin. It's Benjamin. No, there's no R. It's Benjamin. I think it's but just the now I say Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> but I called my son that. This is actually really bad. But when he was born, he he looked like an old man. And like I wasn't really comfortable with it. I wasn't. It's like I'm going to be honest. Like you, you think your babies are beautiful when they come out. I that one scared you a little. I was like, you look like. Benjamin Button. <laughs> so that's the only reason I know how to say it right. He's, he's actually you know, quite handsome now I that it's I say everything 11. wrong. Like, every oh. time, when I used to teach spin class, I would say something. I'm like, okay, guys, we're getting ready to go up a, I have to say it slow, a heel. And they're heel. like, a what? And I'm like, a heel. We're going up a heel. And they're like, oh, no. No, hill. Heel. I mean, we're from Texas. I know I have an accent. I'm from all over the place. I'm not from Where are, That's my question. Tell me, tell me all the places spot. you've lived. Well, my my biological dad was in the military, and my stepdad, who basically raised me, was in the military. So we moved uh. all over. So my mom was in the military reserves um, for a short time, and I was actually born on a military base. Oh, wow. So I was born in Camp Pendleton in California, and then we moved everywhere. I mean, I lived in California. I lived in Seattle. I lived in Florida. I lived in Texas. Uh, grandparents were from Tennessee. Lived in Virginia. Moved back. Um, and then we have family up the East Coast, up north. So, I mean, it's everywhere. I think I'm just... That's hard, though. That's tough because you never really... Like, that's another thing in real estate that's tough is... I mean, I think, for me, living in the same town the whole life, yeah, knowing everyone there, that helps a lot. But Oh, it does. So, for you, starting out... No, that was hard. But when I got here, I, I was in um, fitness. And so that, at yeah. least I, w- I was a group fitness instructor and I did personal training. So at least with that, it, I, met all, I met a lot of people. But Texas was honestly the first place that I felt like I was home 
ever. Yeah. And always. That's right. the people here, um, I lived in Pearland at first. I wasn't a fan of Pearland. I mean, I like Pearland, but it was also my first experience in an area that I didn't know. And it was really hard for me to adapt in that area. And being in a new place that we knew nobody, like when I say nobody, like my husband was a pilot, so we knew nobody. And I was stuck in a little apartment. He was gone most of the time. Like that was my time where I was like, I hate this. Like, I think I need to get out. But then when we moved to Kingwood, um, everybody was so nice and so welcoming. It's more Texas. Yes. Everybody, not everybody's from here. So it felt like almost everybody really was a transplant. And so it didn't transplant a transplant. I like that. And so it didn't make you feel like you were kind of the outsider where I lived in Alabama before Texas. And the area that I had lived in, I mean, there was some really nice people that are great friends have been friends for a long time. But for the most part, there were a lot of people that they've grown up in Alabama their whole life. Mm. And we were the transplant people. And it, that, that was hard to get a whole lot of friends, but I have some that I've lasted a lifetime, but Texas, it was like, everybody was nice to you. For the most part, yeah. I really love it here. That's why yeah. probably I'll never leave. That's I'll never. I, we tried when I got divorced. Me and Mason packed up and moved to Virginia for like a month and a half. A month and a half. <laughs> a month and a half. I'm not joking. And then we got there and he goes, I really don't like it here, Mom. I want to move. And so he's like, I want to go back to Texas. And that's when he told me. That's my And I've kiddo. always taught him. That's awesome. We don't have family. So I was like, our friends are our family. And that's why I think that it's taught Mason, too, to build within that. Because your friends are your family. That's absolutely the truest thing. Especially with everything so social. So I feel like the generation above us and before that, it kind of has a separation. So you kind of have, I mean, your friends, your family, your cousins, it's like you all become one. And then if you're lucky, you end up in a place where everyone you work with is your family. Yeah. It really is as pretty and happy as it as it appears. I yeah. mean, it's and that's what I feel like in full circle. Too. Thank you, Nikki. You're <laughs> because welcome. Because you you did a really brave thing to get a well. That's why we built, license we like that. Built yeah. this though was for that. I I hated the aspect in real estate where everybody is out for each other. Nobody's, competing, competing. Everybody's competing. Even if you're in the same brokerage, competing. Right? And I hated that because yep. for me as a girl, I've always been the type, I'm not going to compete with you. Yeah. I want to help build you up. Like, let's build each other up and, you know, that's the way that it should be. And then when you got into real estate, you're like, even before real estate though, let's just be real. Like girls. Especially can, females. Girls yes. can be mean. Yeah. Like mean the last place that i was at before getting into real estate i won't say where it was like there were some girls one of them really wanted my job and i mean she went after it and i got to the point where i was getting ready to quit anyways i already rebuilt the area and mason was the one that told me um it was gonna make a cry but he's the one that don't do that i can't i won't (laughs) he's the one that said i work all the time so at that point i was like you know what i'm quitting i'm getting into real estate i'm doing what i want to do but then also so you could be there for him more because he needed Two of what when he only had one, and that's yeah. yeah. I think I stayed home with mine forever, and I just felt like I I didn't have a purpose after that. I had nothing, so I was like, man, I just spent all this time. Well, it's hard to stay home and then get back into it because I I didn't didn't know. I actually was actually really broken down before our house situation about that. What am I going to do? I actually never once in my entire life considered real estate ever until. A realtor said, I can't even sell a house to you. Get get a license. I was like, oh, I will. So, okay, that's, that was the day I considered it. It was the day I was told to do it. So yeah. I think that, that really like just changed my whole perspective on being a mom. And now it's kind of the opposite hard. So I went from being there all the time to now I do you know work yeah. more because, I mean, by the grace of God, I have yeah. business. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So... I'm still, even, you know, two and a half years later, trying to acclimate to that and learning to really time block, time management. Time management, I think, is the hardest thing. Yeah, because it can can really bring on a lot of stress, but it's helpful whenever you have solid people behind you. It goes back to that competition thing. Solid people behind you that really can take some some load off for you and help you with things. I mean, people call me like, hey, I'm running around all day. Can you do a CMA? Sure, of course. Well, it's having that support. They're going to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I never... I didn't have that. Like, this is a new for me. Yeah. When I got yeah. into real estate, like, I remember I was told, you know, just go get a client. As soon as you go get a client, then call me and I'll help you fill out the contract. Well, I Ow. got a client. I called. Nobody answered the freaking phone. 
Oh, Nobody no. answered. And I'm like, in real estate, everything's like that. Yeah. And so... I think I cried the first four yeah, months, like, straight. It's and I, scary. And you really don't know what you're doing, and you don't want to mess anything up, because... You're taught you're, you're going to be sued for everything. You really are. <laughs> everything you're going to get sued on. That's you true. used a purple pen. Don't nope. do that. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just... That part, and then, so, honestly, I learned everything in real estate. I never went to classes I probably should have. I went to, like, hard classes. I did classes at Champions. Like, if you went through my Trek thing and just swiped, like, the amount of stuff that I took. Oh, I I can imagine. I had to learn from (laughs) somebody, and that was Google. Yeah, Google, um... Google was my best friend. Google is... I was was lucky to have, um... A few girls who would who would help me in the beginning with the very first team I was at, and I do got to give mad credit to them because they were yeah. you know, super helpful to me and actually really educated me. So that whenever I did go on to move on to my second place, you at least have that platform. I to had go it, off of. and I had it so good, like so strong. Yeah, and it, it, it so much was required that it made me cry. That's probably why I cried too because yeah. it wasn't just writing a contract. It was You're writing. a crier though. Um, don't tell anyone that. I am not a crier. I don't cry um, at all sometimes. But yeah, that it's like a good cry and then it's like a bad cry and then there's like the sappy cry or the angry cry. I think you may have heard that. A I have times. an angry cry though too. I yeah. think you just get so frustrated at a point that you don't know how to release it kind of and it just comes out with crying. I think the best is the laugh cry when you're like psychotically laughing and crying because you don't know what to do. <laughs> That's I don't think I cut that. Oh, that, that happens to me a lot. Oh, me. Yeah, it's my Joker laugh with like a <laughs> like tears and joy and anger and all of it. But yeah, those I'm grateful for those people because had I started with anyone else, I would have been like you, and yeah. I feel like I would have probably quit. I had, and I know a lot of people who have. Yeah, I think well, your first two years in real estate is just what you think real estate is is not what it is. Like when you get not even close, not even close, <laughs> not mean, even. It blows my mind and the amount of stuff. But I mean, I had people that were building me up. I mean, I became yeah. a manager and I opened up my own location. I had that, but as far as like, how do you form an LLC? How do you form an S corp? How do you save on taxes? How do you get into investing? Like, all of this stuff I didn't know. I sent my first offer. This is so embarrassing talking about it now. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm so excited. I sent my first offer with the one to four contract. That was it. No. No. Before H on the other side, bless her heart. I still talk to her. She She was helpful. Oh, yeah. So that's... that's, And not even a part of your brokerage. She said, I need the rest of it. I was like... (laughs) What do you mean? What's the rest of it? And she goes, I need the rest of it. And I was like, what is the rest of it? And she goes, okay. She goes, this is what we're going to do. But she told me them and I looked them up. I didn't even know that finding a mud form was so easy of just looking up the tax profile report. I oh. always copied everybody else's. Yeah, I was I actually taught that. Um, oh, I was two, like two years yeah, in and I had to teach someone else who should have known this Same. how to do Same. that. Yeah. Same exact thing. And a lot then I of look that. back on it and I'm like... I was doing so much wrong, but I'm really actually happy that, you know, everything, it's all in God's plan. It really is. And you can look back on something and realize I went through some pretty shitty stuff, but if I didn't go through all that stuff, I wouldn't even be where I'm at. Or you wouldn't have all the, all the failures bring you the knowledge. Well, it makes you stronger. And it makes you stronger. So it's, it's an ultimate powerhouse move to learn on your own. If you have to. Then God wanted you to. Yep. But that's how I, I mean, that's how I learned. And I also learned in the very beginning, which I think a lot of agents have a tough time on is don't count your chickens before they hatch. Did I say that right? Yeah. You said don't count, don't Don't count count your chickens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) I can see where that applies. Well, because you think, hey, I have a closing and I'm making $7,000 and then all of a sudden that closing uh, doesn't work out and you're like, crap, I just planned all of my stuff based on that seven thousand dollars and it's it's gut-wrenching and it's like life-destroying if all of a sudden that goes out and I've learned like don't do that that's so bad oh it's so bad to the point where I have like rituals which is kind of not shocking you I'm sure like dances oh yeah I I got some dances I see you do it you're the one that does rain dances like rain dances if it starts raining I'm gonna be like Julie's doing a rain dance that's right or her ducks that's right don't tell everyone (laughs) No, that and there's the dancing for the hat, like all of it, like 
someone's got just the bones of their house and it's a new what build. This is the bone this? dance. That's, it. That's the bone dance. You've seen it. I, I love it. Seen it. But I mean, yeah, I think starting and having that good support in the beginning was good. And going on to the second was. That's where I actually. I don't think I was ever discouraged in real estate until I had someone say kind of what you said earlier to me be careful creating your own competition. When I was. You know, I had friends getting into real estate. And so that, to me, drove me crazy. And that was when I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of stick to myself, do my own thing. I was so excited to brand myself. Um, yeah. Just get my own name out there. Mm-hmm. And I had a really great first two years. But that... that that Well, that's the most important thing is yeah. branding yourself and branding your own name. Because one of the things... I was never involved in the team, but... I think that was, I understand the value of, the, of a team. Right. And I think it's a great thing for some people. Mm-hmm. But for me, and I still believe it now, like being the broker, which I don't ever consider myself being the broker. I, it's, it's, it's weird, weird that you're my broker. I don't. And which I, is so weird. I never even weird. met my first broker. Well, I don't. My thing is, everybody's on the ground level. Everybody's building it. I don't consider myself different than anybody else. And I don't really consider myself the owner. Like, I think everybody's a freaking owner of it. <laughs> Everybody needs to own it. But my thing is, it's like, you go into it, and I think that one of the things that a lot of brokers miss is that they do feel like they're the ones on the top. Well, two things. If you're not in the market and you're not actually going out, you're not producing, how do you know what the market's doing? Number one. Facts. That's my first one. And the market changes every day. And number two, the reason why so many people brokerage hop, call them broker toppers, they they broker top is because... I think that there's something missing where they, they don't feel valued and they feel more like a number. And I know I did. And I don't want to feel like a number. I don't want to feel like I'm the one doing all the hard work and somebody else is benefiting off of it. Because ideally, that's why we got into the business we got into was to be our own boss. Yeah. So if somebody else is benefiting off of you completely or they're not giving anything back, then you're still in an eight to five job. You're not in anything Essentially, different. Yeah. I mean, you're just learning. You're. I mean, that's that's... It was short-lived for me with the yeah. team, and I took the education, and then... The education like, of a team and, like, the leads and it, stuff. Yeah, is, if you've got a solid leader, yeah, yeah, it's great. But, yeah, I think starting out, it, it, it's very helpful for some people, like if, especially if you're easily yeah. discouraged or things like that are going to bother you, you know, or you're, you're like me, you didn't even know how to open and work yeah. a laptop till you started school. I would just rather school. be in my own name, because honestly... And I probably shouldn't say this stuff, but I will for forever. I don't know what's about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> the broker and the brokerage do not make you. They do not make you any money. They don't make you. So if you aren't putting yourself as Julie Husband, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Because say that you decide to go to a different brokerage, you shouldn't be out there. I mean, of course, we're proud of Full Circle. I think everybody, because everybody is putting so much into it. But if you were to leave tomorrow, have you really built your name and your brand enough to be able to sustain your business? And that's the most important thing. I wasn't who I was before. And I don't think that anybody inside of Full Circle or where we're at right now is only Full Circle. Like, the most important thing is to build your brand and your business so that way, whoever you go to... Like, wherever your life goes. Yeah, it doesn't matter what freaking brokerage you're at. Yeah, and that is the hindrance of the team was that nothing was in my name, so, Mm -hmm. you know... I had a well. You almost killer. look inexperienced. Yes, when you leave. I had nothing up to show at all, and I had, I, I mean, it's, I'm so proud of how I started and just really kicked it you off. You did a really good job too. From like the beginning yeah. of November, like I think everyone always says you you won't close anything for your first six months or a year. No, I I got a cash deal. I had a two listings within the first two months. Yeah, see, that's it wasn't listings for me, but buyers. That was that crazy buyer time. Yeah. I mean, I sold four houses virtually, like on FaceTime. My first deal, my first deal was a cash deal. I had one client, because you know, we get some weird stuff sometimes. There's like weird guys. I give them a three strike rule, and I'm like, dude, if you write me more than three times and you're having a conversation with yourself in my messenger, I'm going to be, you're done, you're blocked. We're like, we're done. You have to learn that limit too, though, because in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, they're going to buy something. I'm going to just keep. Keep talking. And you try with everyone. And I have a really scary story about that, actually. It was the only time that I was in real estate that I ever had my, like, oh, shit moment. Yeah, yeah. But this this wasn't that person. But I had a guy reach out to me. And he's, I mean, I absolutely love him now. His name is Jonathan. Not my husband, but a different (laughs) Jonathan. Um, And he was actually from South Africa. And he had reached out to me and asked me if I use WhatsApp. Well, at first, I'm like, really? WhatsApp? 
What's what is that? What is that? It's a WhatsApp. What's <laughs> like, that? You talk. Like, what's that? <laughs> international people can, like, talk on there and there's no fees or anything. Oh, oh it's like a like an app? Yeah, but... Oh, it's a WhatsApp? Yes, what's WhatsApp. I get it. Okay. WhatsApp. Like, you talk on like, it. What's up? Like, mess. Like, what's that? It's, it's actually a very clever it's idea. It's worth Yeah. So, he came and he bought million-dollar home here and then went and bought million-dollar homes in Vegas, and I had a referral on it. And nice. You know, I was like, man, some of those really pan out, but then some of them don't. No. <laughs> at all. And some of those million ones. I, I got actually had my whole um, Snapchat hacked by believing. Snapchat hacked? Snapchat hacked. Oh. Oh, it, it was got hacked. hacked. Yeah, that's a real, See, that's hard to say that. stuff, too. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff. Snapchat Snapchat hacked. hacked. <laughs> That. Well, it was hacked. Because, let me tell you, the dumbest thing I've ever done, probably, <laughs> ever. It was very early in the morning. I'm walking my kids at the school bus, and I get a picture of a Galveston beach house. It's $1.4 million from a nice, random night. Nice. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm about six months in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Boy, I don't care do who it. you are. <laughs> I was like, can I see this house? I'm like, yes, you sure can, sir. I mean, of course, professionally speaking. He's like, okay, well, I, um, and he's like, I'm having a hard time getting my text to send. I'm like, oh. Okay, oh. sorry about that. And he was like, well, my office is high security, but I can talk on Snapchat. Oh, you got hacked that way? You gave him Oh, my God, I did. He said, but I have to send you a code because if I no, don't that's see... That's the oldest thing in the book. Look, this is a two years ago, okay? But no, anyway. Still. I got hacked, and that um, Snapchat is still up to date, and they ask people for money, and their, their ammo is... Me using my... Oh, I've had it. Yeah, I've had that happen. They say, hey, I'm in real estate. I just can't, I need a... I feel like something's off with this person. I'm going to send you this code. Yeah. Something like that. And they're, they're like, you literally use my life story. So that's yeah. so happening. I've had people that have done that. And then they've actually reached out to Full Circle Agents. I think it was like Dave Bernoski, actually, one of our agents. And they had said, I was in a different state and I needed money to do something. And he texts, and that my number changed. And he was like, he texts me. He's like, Nikki, is this you? I was like, no, it's not me. Oh, and my God. Like, he goes, normally I give you money. You don't really give me money. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like that's definitely not me um but that was one and then I actually had somebody on Instagram use all of my pictures including Mason which really kind of that's a whole new low like use pictures of me do whatever you want oh they use pictures don't of oh it was oh my god legit like they try to make an extra Instagram and it was sold by Nikki but it was N-I-K-K-I and they said they had an only fans and they were sending oh. messages to everybody and I was like hold up if when I was broke and almost had to live in my car. If there was another face <laughs> at that time, I might have actually really contemplated it. Probably not. But it... I can see it, though. Desperation. I'm, again, God's plan. It wasn't there then, yeah. so we're good. But it's like... It's funny because of all that stuff, they blocked me. And so these hacker people are actually getting so good with this stuff that I couldn't report them as my own. That was my because problem. Because they mm-hmm. made it. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of, like, burner texts I get... I sent you the swinger. Oh my god! Yeah, tell tell the world about your your swinger swinger text. Well, I got a swinger text, and it basically said that they were in the some lifestyle. I was like lifestyle couples lifestyle lifestyle romantic. Which I knew what it was, and I look up the first things. We're FBI agents, right? So I look up the phone number. I know it's a burner. Yep, I've gotten burners from crazy people for a very long time. So now people we know, we (laughs) know that it's fake. So you know, if you try it. We look you up. Exactly. We or, know who you or are. Or you're saying something that, like, I totally know who you are. Like, yeah. come on. And so I'll call you out, and then if I can F you back, I'm like, just don't send a burner. Just be brave enough to send it through a regular phone. Right. Call me. So I write back, and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I don't play well with, oh, I don't share well with others, and my pineapple sits upright. And they wrote She back, didn't want to. Yeah. For the record, she Absolutely sends it to me not. and refuses to respond. I'm like, you have to respond. Yeah, we Julie's have to like, know. Julie's that bat. You're like that little devil on the shoulder. It's like, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. like the and five like, no, kid no, 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 I'm going to be good. I don't do it. But I did it. And they <laughs> thought it was funny and they wrote back. But I did tell Jonathan later, I was like, I really hope that's like a popular swinger person so they could go tell everybody else that I don't want to do that. <laughs> you should just um, put put your put pineapples outside upright. No, you're a that... gnome person. Okay. Gnome. So gnomes are also supposed to be a... Um, uh, I guess thing Good for God. that. Good. And there's nothing. If that who told you that, I need to know. I, I Google. I, I told you Google's my. I don't friend. know me anything about that. You know me. I don't do. know. You know me. <laughs> no, I don't. And what's 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 Red Mulch too? Oh, that's also weird. 
Well, Haley. Look, I was broke once. I couldn't change it to we black. Have, we have so many Haley's. I have to say which one. But Haley um, Gutzmiller. She's so cute. You haven't got her meet her yet. She, oh, yeah. Literally one of my favorite people. She had a gnome. And I told her it was for swingers. And she goes, what? And then the gnome that she sent me a picture of was a gnome that actually had his pants down. He was, like, peeing. And I was like, that's the worst gnome out of all gnomes to have. That is a dirty gnome. <laughs> Take that gnome home. Yeah. But I told her, I was like, you probably don't want to do that. Um, she looks so sweet. I'm sure she was, like, yeah, in ultra shock. Which, I mean, I'm the type of person. I meet so many people. Like, so many, and there's so many people from different walks of life. I don't care what you do, um, but yeah. at least you know that I don't want to do that stuff. But if it's what something you want to do, it's to each their own. I was also raised where I was raised that you know I didn't really see color in anybody, so that was never an issue for me. I was raised in a very diverse area, and it was just something where I've always viewed everybody as being equal. I don't care. If you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're attractive, all, you're not. If you're purple, you're yellow. Yeah, I mean, you could be a purple people eater, and <laughs> if you're a nice person, I'll still love you. I don't know about that. People eater is a little purple people eater. Like the one-eyed, one-horned, flying yeah. purple people. Purple people eater. I'm it good with really it. Nice. I'm good with it till the eater. Like I don't like you know. That's why I draw the nice line on acceptance. I would be nice back. That's the thing. I believe that about you. See, I, I draw the line at, at that no. one. But other I, than. Other than that, no saying. You can't look at... I mean, half the time we take freaking leads from a phone and we don't know anything about them. You have no idea who the person is. And that... I think it's cool. We never even know how old they are. You have no... No, there's been tons of people that I've met. Most of my businesses came from my sphere of influence. So I've known the people. There was one person um, who had had mutual friends, actually, on Facebook. And so I felt safe enough with this person. Now I do carry everywhere I go. Yep, same. Just absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do not not carry. I have one in my car. I have one in my purse. Um I will yep. pop a cap in your ass. Uh, same. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody getting through. Nope. Ain't nobody getting out. I will uh-huh. check my surroundings, but yeah. I, if I don't if I can't carry in a place, there's a knife. Well you have I mean, to stay very vigilant too. You just you never know. And this person was on my Facebook. He had multiple other realtor agents that were on his Facebook and so I thought he was very well known. As a person, or he was... as a person in, in the industry, I so thought he what? I thought he was a flipper, like he okay. flipped homes. That's probably what I would have thought too. And there's other agents that commented on his thing, but I think he had built a rapport so much. And the funny thing is, is I don't see anything about him anymore. But he had built up such a rapport with all these agents that everybody's commenting on his stuff. So here I am thinking, you know, oh, this isn't, you know, he's safe. This is a safe person. Yeah, I mean, well, if you see a bunch of mutual agents you're automatically going to go to safe and i thought he was in the industry so yeah. i went to a house that was in Atascacita, and he gave me the combo lock and he was like um just wait for me and i'll be there blah blah, blah. well he was a little bit late so i wrote him and i was like well i'm just gonna go in and he didn't respond so i thought to myself you know i don't really know this person i think it's probably safer <laughs> safer for me to go in and kind of check out the place first. That's that's right. I go in and, of course, again, I carry everywhere I go. But I go in and I get to the kitchen and I hear a noise in the back master bedroom. And it was like somebody dropped something. And I was like, that was weird. Maybe it could just be a mouse or something. Yeah. But I heard something really slightly again and I was like, hmm. So as I heard it, I start to leave the house. I was like, I'm getting out of here. Like it's it, empty too. So I was like, okay, I'm that's getting, what I'm gonna say. Was it, was it vacant? Uh-huh. Okay, because that's sketchy. So I le- I start to leave, and he's coming in the front door. He goes, oh, he goes. I didn't realize you were going in. I said, yeah. And I was like, I've already looked around. And he starts to show me around rooms. And, you know, I've always been taught, keep your back towards a wall. Yes. You know, you don't want anybody coming behind you. And, you know, I have my gun there. Well, we kind of get into, there's like a dining room and then an office. And then the kitchen is pretty open to the rest of the house. And we get to the kitchen area. And he's like, he goes, so you looked everywhere? And I was like, yeah, I looked everywhere. And he goes, like, in every room? I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, have you seen the master bedroom? And I was like, I looked back there. He goes, you did? I was like, yeah. And I said, but honestly, like, I got to go. I said, I've already looked at it, but I can give you some comps. I could send them to you. And he goes, oh, okay. And then I left. I went around the corner. There was three other guys that came out of that house. No way. Swear to God. Wow. I reported him on Facebook. Wow. I a lot of the girls that were commenting on his stuff, and none of them had ever done anything with him. And ever since this day, I, I don't know him on Facebook anymore. Wow. So this could have been a really bad thing, and I reported it to the police. wouldn't have made it out of that. No. 
Oh my so gosh. Because when I left, he walked out with me. Ooh. He walked back into the house, and there was three other guys that came out with him. And so insistent on... And in Atascacita. I mean, you're talking about your hometown area. And so that's the thing I've always taught people, is you have to be careful. And if you don't know somebody, bring a friend. Huge, huge on that. Bring Big a friend. On that. And yes. I was new in the business, so at that point, I was desperate yeah. to make money that, you know, your life isn't... Money isn't that important. It isn't. And... At all. I mean, your safety uh-huh. comes before everything. And in the beginning, you really do have rose-colored glasses on. Oh, you, yeah. You have to take them off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. had I've had some weirdos, too, that I've oh, had yeah. to, you know, go a little to the extent of getting law involved, too. Every single just, time, you just don't know. I have no. one stalker. Even, yeah, I do, one. too. We share the same last name. And he's 72. Well, that's just weird. It's super weird. He's not related to us, either. <laughs> but, yeah, he sent me a wedding ring, actually, so... We're going to get married. Go pawn it. Well, I looked him up, and he's um, been charged with bigamy so many times. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I had a weird one that... um, It's real weird. He actually... He said that he used to work for Har, and I don't really know, but he was, like, posting pictures of me. I had to block him a couple times. He was, like, an older gentleman. But then I was getting these weird uh, white roses on my car. In League City, when I lived in League City. Like, sitting on your car? Yes. This is for you. Somebody knows that I live in this house. He's sharing pictures and stuff. So I was like, I got out of that house. But I was like, you know, this is is definitely weird. But that's the only stalker person I had. And this is like, this is funny because this is all of the bad stuff that people really don't talk about. And this is a. They don't understand. I think you. They they think we always. We show houses all day. I think that's what everyone thinks. That I do. Not even Well, close. you're lucky. You get your own to make your own schedule and you get. I know. <laughs> I know. Schedule. I know. Don't laugh. So, <laughs> not everyone understands that. Yeah. So, they're like, I think when you get into real estate, to make my own schedule and show pretty houses. I'm like, I wish I was showing houses every day. Oh, gosh. No. And they're I'm like, all come, not pretty either. And they're, no, and actually, I love those. That's my favorite. Oh, Investors. Like, like some. Some. But some are, yeah. Oh, there, my God. There was one. Um, I won't say which one or when I went into it, but I went into that house and if my client and friend hears me talking about this, he's just going to laugh at me. But we went in and the first time we were there, we were like, this is the weirdest house ever. This house is weird. Like, it's just weird. And so we're looking around. around. Oh, you, you just, start to you learn to feel, feel it, it when you walk in like the you door. Feel it in your nuggets. That's what yeah. you see. <laughs> You feel it deep down. And then when we went for the final walkthrough, we saw even more stuff because there was a lease back. And I was like, it it got pretty deep. And then in your head, you're like, this could be like, who knows? It could be a sex trafficking house or this house could be this and this and this. And you're going through it. And then you're just like, this is some scary stuff. Yeah, people do. Because you never know. I had a butt naked man. No, you didn't. That was, oh yeah, that was squatting in an attic. And when me, oh, this is my best story of my whole life, I feel like. But naked. Okay, start from the beginning of that. So we went into a house and it was a vacant Like you're showing this? Yes, we were showing the house with me and my clients. Okay. And they were from Arizona. Okay. They were normal, bless their hearts. I felt so bad for them too. Oh, I knew they were going to be so normal. They were normal. Like really good Christian family, just really normal. Like the worst ones to run with into Necky. With kids. The kids were there? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. So I hear something and I'm like, I hear, like, somebody's walking. Like, I hear something. I'm like, and that's not a <laughs> raccoon. Those feet are too big. To it's a one raccoon. story. Single story. Yeah, but there's something walking. So you heard it. So, so you all of a sudden oh. I heard a boom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we're starting to walk to the front door. And then all of a sudden we look behind us. And there is a naked man <laughs> running. I'm sorry. I swear to God. He ran out from the hallway, turned and looked at us, full frontal, and then ran out the back. And we all just looked at each other. Nobody said anything. No. I was traumatized. The kids were like, they kind of look at you like. Does this happen every well, time you show well, us? <laughs> they were little. And then the little boy goes. Mommy, his pee-pee was out. Oh, my God. And then we all just look at each other and start laughing. And luckily, it was like that. But I was like, man. And that was in my second year of real estate where I was like, there's legit squatters. Why he was naked, though, in the in the attic? Maybe he was taking a shower before we got there and ran up in the attic. I don't really know. But that was fun. And, of course, I had to make a police report and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. How old was he? Just curious. Older? I mean, I couldn't really see. <laughs> you, you, are, you are You are. You are. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> See what you're looking at. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just all too much, too fast. And I mean, I was traumatized for a long time. I feel like in my dreams, there was Nikes. a boom and a Nike. Yeah, yeah Nikes are there. Yeah. Ooh, that's, I've seen a half Nike on accident. Uh-huh. This is the best, one of my best stories, too. I was showing in the beginning, too, to a buyer in my neighborhood, actually. So this is like, I mean, no, I'm hyping it up. I'm excited. Yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> good stuff so we go into it and you know one of those people who still have all the wall of pictures you know tons of four by sixes on the wall and you see this family pretty little family like blonde wife and you know Mm -hmm. it's like this cute little family with these kids well you told me this i think i knocked yeah did i did i i knocked i did everything i normally do and we go through and right before we get to the master this little tiny brunette with just not, not the wife. Not the wife. Definitely <laughs> not the lady in the pictures. Which is the yeah that she got, she didn't say a word. She just jetted out of that master and went straight to the garage, opened it, left, and we just were like. And the first thing I could think of to say because I have to say something weird naturally oh my is wow. Well, that's not the lady in the pictures. Uh, yeah, and they're like looking at the pictures like. That's when you sage the house. Oh, no, that's when we left the house. Well, you, if they hey, bought it, I you would have, have to sage that thing. I've saged some of my listings because I felt like I've had um, hey, sellers I, who were not... Oh, yeah. They just had so much ugh in them. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus. I feel like our last our last house had some bad juju. Because um, yeah. when I when I met Jonathan, um, that was his old house. And so I moved into that house. So I was like, this house just has some bad juju. We're going to sage it. And I honestly felt a lot better after that. Yeah, I actually was. Do I saged myself? I bet you did. I saged the sellers. Well, I saged it. You know, I saved it. At, I saged it at open house right before, uh-huh. and everyone told me, would always tell me, what, "What's the percent?" Well, I'll go ahead and ask you, "What's the percentage? The chance that you're going to get a sell from an open house?" You know, it's happened to me a couple times. I got two leads that both bought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, open houses definitely work. I've had somebody that came in and bought the house. I've had people that didn't like that house. But brought on but, other business. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then they went and bought and sold with me. So no, open houses, I mean, they definitely work. But they're like one of those ones where I'm like, I'm going to bring a bunch of work to do. Um, so that way, if it's not busy, at least I'm not just Solid. sitting here kind of wasting my time. But no, for the most part, I mean, you, and it's just fun meeting people. I think. I like them. It's just, I enjoy it too. It's fun meeting people and learning about people and figuring out what makes them kind of, you know, them. Because you learn so much if I couldn't be just at home anymore because now it's like I want to hear you and I want to hear your story and I want to know what got you to where you're at right now and I think that's been my biggest thing that I've accomplished since starting all of this full circle stuff was I get to meet so many amazing people and then I'm like it's nice because I could teach you things you could teach me things and then together we're even better than before we knew each other. Powerhouse that's the goal. That's the most important thing. I think that if everyone just took a little nugget of info from that and really just like drop the ego yes then everyone really i mean there's enough houses in the world oh yeah you can sell sell a ton i mean and they're being built yeah and the people like we just got a new agent mandy and she's been a friend of mine for a long time been wanting to get into real estate um and i told her i was like i will pay for your courses you go and do it i was like i'm eventually gonna get my money back but you go do your courses but somebody did that for me and he was a really good friend of mine um was a really good friend of mine and he gave me the money um because I was a single mom I didn't have that money to do it and that was life-changing and so I've always been the type of person where as many times as I've gotten screwed over and it's been a lot yeah that you can't change the way that you treat other people just because you've gotten screwed over and if I did I wouldn't be where I was at because I would just think everybody was bad and everybody's trying to screw me over and everybody's talking crap and everybody's doing this and everybody's doing that but I've always been told and I can't remember who I heard it from but that um, every bright light always has a darkness that tries to dull it because the darkness doesn't like the bright light or something like that. There's a quote I'm going to have to look yeah. it up. It's like the candle and the um, it's like you know the fire of a candle doesn't have a shadow. Exactly. It's like that. It's still shining. Yep. Even though it's it's not on the wall, it's still shining. Exactly. Like you can be in complete darkness and it's not going to shine. Yep. In complete light, it's going to shine. Just like the the rearview mirror is smaller than the windshield for a reason. Meaning, you're not supposed to look back in your past. Yep. Right? I've done some crappy stuff. Um, not to people. But Just in general. I've, I've, oh, I've it? made some bad choices, uh, mainly in guys. I have, I mean, it was bad. I mean, I feel like when I got divorced, 
you're lucky because you're you're not there. I'm so I've been married forever. I'll never be married. Yes, <laughs> and I like Jesse a lot. I haven't met him, but the stories I hear him, I like him. He I'm deals give him a high five. if he deals with my goofiness. Oh, then he's great. Oh, and I, <laughs> he lets me rap too. Like I, I that's rap, even better. I rap on the side, so yeah. sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll rap about the day. We're gonna make you rap next time. Oh, yeah, let's go. I mean, <laughs> just give me a topic. But I was so mad this the other night. Okay, I rap. Here we go. So you're gonna rap about. You're gonna. Uh, this I'm is gonna the push, next. We're gonna, gonna wrap on the next. Okay. No, you're gonna do a small clip. Okay. You're gonna rap about open houses. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay, wait. Okay. Go. Hi, it's me. Doing an open house. I'm sitting here with just me and a mouse. No there one's coming. Go. Don't know what to do, so I'll pull open my computer and I do what you just said to do. <laughs> <laughs> Writing up the contract, sitting by myself, me and the little mouse, sitting on a shelf, you drinking can. lemonade, having a cookie. It'd be so much better if it wasn't so spooky. I don't know. See, that was just a little quick. That was great. That's a great first start. That was appetizer. That's like an appetizer to the appetizer. That was Give good. me another word next time and I'll come real heat. No, I'll bring you that. did really good. Oh, really? That wasn't good. The mouse and the cookie and the oh, lemonade. It was kind of going together. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, good. It flowed. But I, I've got better work. But I try not to just like the give mouse. it out for free. Like I feel like I should be paid for that. But I'm not. But next time we're going to topic it hard and... Oh, yeah. We have so many topics to talk about every single time. So, to end this one, I'm going to tell... Shanana. So, every time that I have something where I have to text Julie something, I text her and I'm like, Julie! With a whole bunch of exclamation marks. And she writes back, Cat! (laughs) (laughs) But like this, Cat! That's how I'm saying it back. (laughs) So, we'll talk about that next time and a whole bunch of other stuff. But... This is our first yeah. podcast. Um, Most exciting. Yeah, but we, we definitely have a crap ton of stuff to talk about with a lot of different people. So Julie and I will be here for a lot of it and um, talk to all of our agents, hopefully, and hear all the different stories oh, yeah. and motivating stories. But, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure we'll cry a couple times and laugh and... You know, there's no bugs flying at us or anything this time, so I think we're good with that. Yeah. Plants. We Plant. can talk about my plants. Oh, weird. That's a whole topic. My, my we, wiener plants. So. Wiener plants got to go on the list, but yeah. that is going to deserve a good 10 minutes. I absolutely think time. so. Yeah. People, but, people need to know. No, I think they need to know the good, the bad, the ugly, and honestly, you And know, the lighthearted, the funny. Like, there's so much fun that can happen. Like, your job just has to be fun or you're going to burn out. Absolutely. That's the main thing. That's why when I came to you, I was just like, oh my God, this is like, ah. well, Burnout is, burnout is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you just. Hugely. It's. Like, I wanted to grow. I wanted to do big things like podcasts. I wanted to do big things like have a team, but not a team where you're, you know. But to help. You're master. Help but educate that other was, people. I think that's how it came to you too. Whenever well, you're a helper. You're a teacher. I love teaching. That's really my main goal in, in real estate. And so, yeah, to end, that's it. I wanted to just move on. And I'm so happy to be here and have this opportunity. Love doing social stuff. Love helping people. No, we're going to make I mean, we're going to gang it yeah. up. It's just like I, I tell Deb. I like, like, tell her all the time. I'm like, Pinky, we're going to take over the world. <laughs> and she's like, who's Pinky? And you're like, Pinky in the brain. I had to explain it to her. But now. Pinky, what are we going to do today? Every time she Can texts me now and she does something, she's like, nerf. <laughs> So it was good talking to everybody and talking to you and then we'll catch up with everybody next time. Yes, ma'am.